You're listening to the Nate Lull Podcast. Download each new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And now, here's Nate. Hey, my friends. Today is another edition of the Nate Lull Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Nate Lull. Today is episode 85. Thanks for checking back once again. I'm continuing to just try to pump these out as fast as I can. I would say not a day goes by when I don't get a text, a direct message, a phone call, an email, when someone is saying, hey, I love what you're doing. And uh, how about this person? How about this coach? Really, uh, I think you should talk to this person. So that's been great. The list is just growing and growing. And, uh, and that's a good thing because if it's a long winter ahead, like it looks like it might be if we don't have sports and, uh, you know, knock on wood that we do have some sports, uh, I'm going to keep pumping this out so that if, if you're cold and you're stuck inside, you're going to have some sort of local sports to, to listen to, to talk about, and to hear new stories. So that is my goal is uh, to continue to bring these to you. And thank you for the support. Everyone is really, really positive about this, although I will say, Maybe if you're listening out there, folks, somebody on Apple Podcasts gave this a one-star rating. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find that person. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't like it for whatever reason. A lot of people have left five-star reviews. That I appreciate that. But that one-star person, sorry I pissed you off somehow. I, I don't know. But, but anyways, that's just the uh, competitiveness coming out in me, I guess. I want this to be as perfect as I possibly can get it. I am excited for today's episode. Today, I have uh, Hannah Johnson, who is a senior at Oneonta High School, and Bonnie Johnson is her mom, and she's the principal at Franklin. So I thought that was kind of a unique combination to bring in here, and they're both just huge into local sports. Of course, Hannah is a standout soccer and basketball player for OHS, and I don't think she gets enough credit on the soccer field. I really don't. She was one of our WCDO female players of the year last year for soccer. 20 goals and 14 assists in the stack at the Class B level is absolutely incredible. Uh, Those numbers are huge, especially against the competition that she is going up against. Teams that are routinely making it to states. Teams that are just stacked from top to bottom. So uh, hats off to Hannah. She is a phenomenal athlete and is definitely going to go on to play somewhere at the college level. So we'll talk about that here today. Great basketball player as well. Kind of just one of those players that is sneaky about it. And what what I mean by that is she could end up at the end of the night with 17 points and eight assists and five steals. And you're like, oh, yeah, because she's just that player that just kind of grinds it out and gets it done. And you're like, wow, that, that, that really added up, didn't it? So she's just a great kid, a great player, excited to have her in here today. And of course, Bonnie, her mom, interesting to talk with her about what it's like to be a mom and an administrator, especially during these COVID times. Like you're at your office all day and you're working through all these protocols and, and dealing with everything that's coming down from the state. And on the flip side of that, you're a mom and you want to be able to see uh, your your kids play and you want to be able to see the student athletes at your school play. So you're fighting tooth and nail to try to get all of this done. And I just thought that was an interesting dynamic. She's also got a, a rich coaching background, a rich playing background. So fun to talk with her about that. And she's still involved. Uh, Hannah, of course, plays for Oneonta Soccer Club. Bonnie's a big part of that and uh, just always very active in the community. And even something we didn't talk about, we just kind of didn't get to it during today's interview, I'll have to have him back again, is uh, Bonnie is a huge part of Headwater Soccer Club, has been a member of that group and working with that group for 20 plus years, like 23 years. And it's just so interesting to see through a lot of our guests that have either been involved with Headwaters, gone to a Headwaters camp, worked there over the years, all the connections that we get through the Headwater Soccer Camp. I mean, I went there for years and years as a kid, and I have so many fond memories of going to those camps. So just another guest here today that's involved with Headwater Soccer Camp, and and hats off to anybody who's involved with that and keeps that camp going. It's it's absolutely a a great thing for our local soccer players. So, so excited for uh, Hannah Johnson and her mom, Bonnie, today. Sit back, relax. You'll enjoy this one here today, folks. Before we jump into it, of course, have to thank all our special sponsors here on the Nate Law Podcast. We have NYCM Insurance of Edmiston, Shenango Memorial Hospital of Norwich, 
Shindello Federal Credit Union of Franklin, the Amphenol Corporation of Sydney, Sportsfield Specialties of Delhi, Preferred Mutual Insurance Company of New Berlin, we have SFCU, the Leatherstocking Group of Cooperstown, your registered mortgage brokers, C.H. Landers Funeral Chapel of Sydney, the Franklin Railroad Museum, Benson Agency Real Estate of Oneonta, Huff Ice Cream of Sydney, Marabito Gresham Insurance, Circle of Life Ambulette of Hobart, Certified Auto Outlet of Oneonta, Gilbert Plumbing and Heating over in Gilbertsville, Clark Sports Center of Cooperstown, the Delaware National Bank of Delhi, New York Pizzeria of New Berlin, Patriot Masonry of Otigo, Waste Recovery Enterprises of Sydney, the Rinker Insurance Agency of Afton, McCready Motors in Norwich, Aco Brands of Sydney, Cohen and Fraser Builders of Franklin and Unadilla, DTC Delhi Telephone Company, Gavin's Pizzeria of Sydney, Superior Heating and Air Duct Cleaning of Sydney, and lastly, the Sydney and Norwich McDonald's restaurants. Thank you to all those sponsors. They are making it possible for me to continue to do these episodes and these interviews. So really appreciate their support. And I hope you'll go out in our community and support these businesses when you have that chance. So again, today is episode 85, Hannah Johnson and Bonnie Johnson. I think you're going to love this. A lot of different angles on this one. So please enjoy another edition here on the Nate Law Podcast. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Today is episode 85 right here on the Nate Law Podcast. Two guests in the studio. We have a senior at Oneonta High School. We have Hannah Johnson. Excited to talk with her about soccer and basketball today and wanted to bring in her mom as well, Bonnie Johnson, who is involved in everything, I think, including Oneonta Soccer Club. And of course, wanted to get uh, a lot of her perspective as being a principal at Franklin Central School. So guys, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, Hannah, I wanted to start with you, and we have kind of our standard questions, I guess, at this point of, like, what it's been like to be an athlete during these COVID times. And now, especially, you lose some of your junior season uh, in the spring with some of your travel sports. But for you, specifically, with Oneonta Soccer, something that I look forward to every fall, watching you guys, what has that been like to just see that kind of slip through your fingertips here? Um, It was definitely difficult when it came through. Obviously, Oneana was the first in the area to cancel their sports in general, and I took it pretty hard. You know, the first few days, I was just distraught about it. It was difficult to think, like, I wasn't going to have that final season under Mr. Mackey. I had been with him four years prior, and, you know, we were going into this season. We were hoping it was going to be a great season. You know, we were going to make it to the state tournament, and, you know, it was going to be a great group of girls. We were going to have our goalkeeper, you know, we were going to have, I mean, we were losing most of our back line, but we were going to have some great girls coming up and some great girls coming off the bench. So to lose that has been really difficult for all of us. Now, I know with Oneonta making that decision early, like I kind of have to applaud them in a way because I feel like they were so far out ahead of it, along with Norwich in, in making a decision to say, hey, we just don't feel safe. We have to shut this down. But being that you go to that school and you're almost the first group to have it taken away, was that kind of hard as well? Because you're like, wow, well, these other schools at this point might still get to play and, and we're already done. Like, was that a difficult thing to deal with? Yeah, I definitely think it was, you know, and then only a few weeks later, Section 4 made the decision. But I mean, it's hard with the girls on my Cap U team. You know, some of them are still playing and they just ended their season a week or two ago. But like to go up to practice and half of them not be there because they're being able to play was really rough. Like, especially for the four of us that drive up together, you know, we're like, we could have been doing that. And now we're driving up to Albany to watch all these other girls be able to play. Just really tough. I, I think especially because there's different parts of the state doing different things and some kids are playing and some aren't. So it's been, it's been a really strange and, and tough time. So, you know, Bonnie, I, I wanted to bring you in on this because as a mom and as an administrator, you kind of have to be torn in two different directions here. What has the whole uh, COVID experience been like for you as you're dealing with it uh, at, at work and at home? So it's been very challenging. 
as I'm listening for reports on what's going to happen, um, there's a part of me that's taking it personally because I know that my daughter is sitting home waiting. And so many of the athletes that I've seen through the years, they're waiting for this decision and coaches are waiting for this decision. And it, it really consumes you, you know, and, um, you know, I have to say we're waiting for basketball to see what's going to happen with the high, high impact, high risk sports. And it's just you watch these children and you watch their parents and their coaches. And it's it's sad because the unknown is so sad. And I think it is confusing at times because we do have certain areas that are doing certain things. I even was reflecting on this this morning. You know, I was watching Sports Center and <laughs> watching the college teams. And I'm like, man, they're making it work. And, and I know they have cases coming and but they're still making it work. And, you know, it's it's just frustrating for people at times I'm sure uh but this is this is where we are and this is where we're at and I can only hope that it somehow makes everyone stronger um from this point on to really say this this game or this sport or what it is I'm doing is so important to me every single day that I do it one thing that I've noticed with my guests recently as we've talked about this and I'd be interested to get your perspective is now that we're months and months into this I'm finding that more coaches and administrators are saying almost what you just said. I wish we could find a way to at least find an avenue to do something. If we could get, if we could have gotten the golfers out there, if we could have gotten uh, the cross country kids out there in section four, like moving forward, is that something you hope that, you know, maybe section four will look at and like, Hey, there's some low risk sports that maybe we can find a way to get things done. I hope so. I know that um, we had a couple Oneana had their club team played in a league down in Binghamton, the boys, um, and they were very successful. Uh, the boys made it through the entire season without a COVID case. Thank goodness. I hope that continues for anyone that's doing anything right now. Um, so there was success there. You know, working with the Oneana Soccer Club, we actually played through the summer. Uh, we had a summer league for the girls. They played on Sundays. We did. We had one case in the club, uh, but we worked around it, and it and it didn't shut us down. Um, you know, there were precautions and protocols and things we needed to follow and, and do, but we made it through and kids had the opportunity to play, which was the most important thing. Yeah. Hannah, what did that mean to you to have some opportunity this summer to, to get on the field and have a chance to play, even if it was just in, in a kind of a club capacity, maybe a couple little tournaments, something like that? How did that make you feel? Um, it felt great. I definitely, when I stepped out onto the field, I was like, this is what I've waited for. Like, I can't believe I'm back out here. With the one we did at the club, it was just 7v7, so it was small-sided games. And, you know, there were a lot of girls from U14 to U19, which I thought was good. You know, I got to see some of the younger girls that are going to be in the Oneana program and how they've become as a team. And I think Oneana's in good shape for years to come. And some of the local girls, too, you know, just to be out there with different types of people that I would never play in league either. It was good to just be out there and be able to play with different girls that I haven't before. Obviously, want to talk about all your Oneonta memories and everything, but I was kind of curious college-wise right now with all of this, and I wanted to get both your perspectives. What has the recruiting part of things been like for you as, as you're trying to get your name out there to colleges? It's got to be hard to take visits. What has that experience been like for you over the last you know six months or so? So it's definitely been difficult. Um, I've definitely started looking at more colleges now. Um, I've actually been accepted into three right now. So I've just been trying to communicate with the coaches. You know, D2 and D3 are obviously open to everything. So I've been contacting them more. And with D1 on their dead period still right now, I'm kind of having to wait until the new year, until they open back up. So I'm signed up for a few showcases and everything. But for right now, I'm keeping my options open to the D2 level, which has been going pretty well so far. I was going to say, I, I thought maybe we'd have an exclusive today on a decision, but uh, you know, I know you've been looking uh, down south a little bit too. Is that your hope? Maybe get to some warmer weather possibly? Yeah, I'm hoping with warmer weather, I'm able to play more year round and I love it down there. You know, we've gone there for years. I've said it for, I don't know how many years I've always wanted to go to college down there. She's a little <laughs> not so about it as much, but I... I like the area, you know, she went to school down there and she played D1 and, you know, I kind of want to be able to have that like she did. Does the distance from home, that doesn't scare you at all? Um, Not as much. 
Uh, we definitely have a lot of friends in the area. You know, my cousin actually just moved down to Southern Virginia, and she has so many old teammates down in the area that it feels like home away from home for me. Now, Bonnie, for you as as a mom, again, you have that look on your face right now, like, oh, I, I really don't want you to be, you know, 10 hours from home or, or whatever it might end up being if she goes south. What has the experience been like for you uh, as someone who played college athletics and now uh, you have your daughter who, who's going through this experience, maybe not the easiest recruiting trail right now just because of the way everything is. What's it like as a parent and as, as a former coach and still a, a current coach with only on a soccer club to, to uh, have your kid go through this? What has that been like for you? It's been frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, last March we were in Boston at a soccer tournament and, you know, we knew things were getting a little bad and we were hearing about you know coronavirus is coming and no one really knew what that meant you know and then we came back to school and we shut down school the next day we came back on a Sunday and I remember coming back on Monday and I was like what just happened and they you know, then realizing there's no more soccer so we had planned on she was going to have seven showcases and she had been contacting coaches saying I'm going to be at this showcase I'm playing with this club and all of a sudden it was all gone. And then still the, what's going to happen? And summer came and, you know, D1's in their dead period and they've been in the dead period and you can't really have contact. And it's, I, I've watched her frustration. And for all these 17 year olds out there that had this plan or the families had these plans that, yeah, we go to these showcases, we get our name out there, we do this, then we, then we decide, we visit some schools and it's all gone. And I have a, a daughter who wants to go south, and um, we can't even look at a college. I mean, everything's been virtual. So, you know, she's very interested in Barton College, which we've done a virtual tour. But for me, I'm like, oh, my gosh. But I guess I'm kind of a hypocrite because when I went to Campbell, I didn't visit the college. I just showed up. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's my baby girl. And, uh, you know, it's it's hard. I know that she'll be safe. And if she does go south, I do. I do have so many of my teammates live within one lives right in the town she's looking at um, and then many that are just an hour away. So she definitely does a, have a second family base there. Uh, but I'll be jealous that I won't be with her. Yeah, that, that'll be tough if the day comes and fingers crossed that uh, that you get what you want for sure. Let's uh, let's talk some Oneana soccer. I mean, what's it like? Playing for Coach Mackey. I mean, we had him in here. It's still one of our most popular interviews that we've done. Uh, he is just a ball of energy, a ball of fire. But what's it like to be a player for him? To have that every single day, the practice, the games, his stories, his energy. Uh, how has that been for you? Um, it's definitely been fun. You know, this is year five, and you know, I, I still see him in the hallways at school, and I just I think back to seventh grade. You know, we played in our stack final. Um, we lost to Vestal and he texted me after the game and he basically said to me, you know, that's the type of effort I want to see. And, you know, going into the next year, you know, I thought maybe another year of JV and it was the year he brought the whole group of us up. You know, there was about 10 of us he brought up and we've been together forever. And just to start with them at that young age was just amazing. I've seen a different side of him throughout these five years, you know. When I was younger, I was definitely I was scared of him. I was intimidated. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the varsity coach. One day I'm going to get there. But right now, he's he's a scary man to me. Like, But after being under him and, you know, the struggles and the victories we've gone through over the past few years, um, it's definitely been a great experience, especially last year when um, we came in and we beat Forks on our home turf. That was an amazing game like I still remember Danielle Bastekis running into my arms and Mr. Mackey coming over to me after the game and it was just such a great experience and then in our Waverly game for the sectional semifinal he was talking to us at half and you know we came out and the final few minutes of that game was all we needed and I just remember I look back at the video we have and he throws his arms up and as the buzzer goes off and we're all hugging and that's the type of experience I've loved to be under him. You know, it's just been so energetic and the jokes he makes with all of us, you know, we do our Mackeyisms and <laughs> we say something he said to us throughout the years, you know, it's just, it's been so much fun. Let's talk about that Forks game. 
you know, I, I remember looking back and, and seeing a quote that he said that, you know, Oneonta's had state championships and all these big wins and all these great teams, but he was so proud of that victory that day. You know, Forks, a defending state champion, and they come and, and, and they play you guys. And, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, like 10 days before, they had really put it to you guys, like 8-2. to two. You come back 10, 11 days later, you beat them 4-3. You score all four goals in that game. I mean, that just has to be one of those days that you are, are never going to forget. I mean, it was kind of a heavyweight fight. Uh, Coach Mackey was so fired up. You had to be fired up. I mean, just again, right? A day you're never going to forget. That was such an amazing day. I remember we were all kind of like, ugh, it's the first day of school, you know, and we're playing forks. But, you know, we came out with energy. Annika Buzzy, one of my closest teammates, you know, she's our team poet. So she gets us fired up with a poem before every game. And we definitely came out with a lot of fire. You know, the first eight minutes, it was like two nothing. And we were like, you know, this is it. Like, we got to keep it up. And, you know, they started to come back and we'd push a little more. And my teammate, Martin Hitchcock, got fouled and we had a PK. And he said, Hannah Johnson, you take it. And I kind of looked at him and I was like, oh, you really want me to do that? Okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, I took it back of the net, third goal. And it was just, you know, after that buzzer went off, it was just a surreal feeling. You know, we all we all grouped together, you know, we're falling over in a pile because we're just so excited, you know, we shake hands and we go over and usually, you know, we do conditioning and stuff after the games. And he was like, you deserve it off. Like, you know, that was a great game. And I just remember everyone coming up to me afterwards and they were like, you played amazing. Like you had all four goals. And I was kind of like, but that team aspect of it, like I couldn't have done it. My first two goals were off of crosses from my teammates. Like it's, not an individual thing. And that game, honestly, like the pictures, I look at it and her coming up to me afterwards, you know, she gives me a big hug and she's crying basically because she's so happy. Like I look back at that game and that's probably one of my favorite games in all of the five, six years I've been in the program. Bonnie, what are your memories from that day? I mean, as a mom to see, to see your daughter put four in the back of the net and beat the defending state champ had to be pretty special. It was. Uh, so last year's group was a very special group of young ladies, and uh, it's the group I started most of them with at Oneonta Soccer Club. Uh, so to say that the banquet at the end of the year was very emotional, it was. Um, and Jerry was very gracious um, to, to share a little bit of that time with myself. Uh, so that group of young ladies, for that to happen for them was amazing. Um, and for Hannah to be an integral part of that, that was great. But the teamwork that was put in to, to get the ball to her, to be able to come up on top after a defeat 10 days before just shows how relentless those, those ladies are. And, um, as a group, yes, you, you want them to succeed. And, you know, I know having them play soccer is, is a very large part of what they're going to do, but them being, wonderful young women moving into the world is what I want to see and what I want to be a part of. Um, and I, I can't say that I'm, I'm, I'm just so proud of all of them, you know, um, Meredith's at in Boston going to school and, uh, Maria's in Syracuse at Lemoyne and Danny's at Florida state. And they're just expanding and growing and they're just doing such great things. Martine. And I was just so blessed to have such a, a, a great, group of young ladies and um, to have Annika and Hannah, you know, they were a little bit younger to be a part of that. I was just so blessed and 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 just so lucky. And uh, it just put the icing on the cake to let them be able to experience that moment because for years they'd been playing forks and, you know, kind of been on the bottom of it and to come out on top. And even though they did lose in the, the sectional final to them, it was a well-fought battle. And uh, I feel like they, they left it on the field that day. And unfortunately, in soccer, someone does go home a loser. But I felt that they definitely put it all out there. Yeah, a, a great season. And I have to rewind for a minute here. Team Poet. I don't think I've heard that one before. Explain how a poem gets you guys fired up. I don't think I've heard, you know, music in the locker room, big speech, sure, but team team poet. I, I have not heard that before. Yeah, so um, this is a tradition that's been in the girls' soccer program for years. You know, when I came in, it was Tegan Mackey. And, you know, we pass it down from, you know, each team. So we have team poet, we have 
team mom, team dad, uh, team doctor, which I am currently team doctor. But, um, you know, team poet has just been like a thing, you know, it's kind of like Annika says it, you know, she writes it by herself, however she wants it to be. And, you know, it's something to just get us ready for the game, just a hype type thing. And, you know, these past few years, you know, with Tegan added at first, you know, I had two years to play with her. You know, she did a great job with hers and Annika these past few years. I feel like they've really brought us together as a team, definitely. So it's definitely different than everyone else. I've never really heard of any other team having a team poet, but <laughs> it's it's fun. You know, it's just something different that we can get ready to. And team doctor, what is what does that entail? <laughs> Basically, I carry the foam rollers, the stick rollers, band aids, icy hot, everything you could possibly need, unless it's in Mr. Mackey's med kit. You know, I wanted to also go back to something you said before about when you first came up for varsity soccer, like how intimidating Coach Mackey was. Now you're a senior, and even last year, kind of taking on more of a leadership role on the team. So I'm assuming you're working more with him one on one. You're maybe talking before practice, after practice, and kind of learning those ins and outs of what he needs you to do as a team leader. Uh, what has that kind of been like for you to go from being like, well, I'm frightened of this guy, <laughs> which I think we all are at times, to, okay, now like I'm right here and I'm going to work with him every day to make this team better? So um, shortly after my sophomore year ended, we had lost to Forks 10 nothing in our first round of sectional, uh, our second round of sectionals, actually. I started to contact Mr. Mackey a little bit more. You know, I was going to Mackey camp and everything. And especially this year, you know, I contacted him once they gave us the go-ahead to start in September. And I was like, Mr. Mackey, what do you want us to do? Like, we can get stuff set up. We can go down to the park. What do you want us to do? So, you know, I just started texting back and forth with him. You know, like I asked him for hurdles and ladders. You know, we were going to do our own stuff. You know, I think we definitely have such a close relationship now. And, you know, I had him as a teacher and just the years I've been under him, we've gotten so close. And, you know, I'm very close with his family. They've really taken me in. And as I am a captain this year, you know, he kind of put that on me at the end of last year, um, me and Annika Buzzy. Um, you know, so we're doing our best. It's different. You know, I always thought that I'd get to this point, but now to be here, to just be a senior and... You know, I hate to think about it, but like if I don't get this season with him, you know, it's going to it's just going to be so hard for me, I think. And the journey we've been through, you know, after him losing the nine girls we lost last year, like Annika and I are like that last bit that he started with just a few years ago. And it's definitely going to be hard for all of us. Talk about that Waverly game. You upset them. They're the two seed. You're the three seed. You score that goal from Annika with like three minutes left has to be just another memory that sticks out to you that's like, wow, that was that was pretty darn cool. Yeah, um, definitely bits and pieces of the Waverly game definitely stand out. You know, I remember our first goal, I took a corner and I see it go over everyone. And it hits, it like goes off the back post and Mackie Caton just taps it in. And we're all like, oh my God, we just scored. And we were so excited. And, you know, they came back and it was 2-2. And I remember... It was just off a goal of theirs. Um, we started the kickoff, and Annika passes me the ball, and you know I make a move around this girl. I chop it back to my left foot, and I bury it upper ninety. And I just remember everyone just so excited, and you know the fans. The fans are always the greatest part. You know all of our parents and the students who come out and watch us. Like I remember the energy that. You could hear like half of the stands go dead from Waverly's side and then ours just blew up with energy and it was just such a great experience. And then to close out the final minutes of that game was just, you know, our goalkeeper Liz Brantley worked so hard that game and, you know, our defense, I can't, like, they're just amazing. Our defensive line was so great with Maddie Hansen and Maria Farrell and Danielle Besekis and Meredith Smithling, you know, they really hold their ground back there and they're what got us through the end of that game you know Waverly had some great players on their team you know some D1 commits and you know for us to get past them was great and to know we had forks next I think we all came into that game we were like we have to get there but we were actually shocked to find out Shenango Forks and Shenango Valley were playing the same night for their semifinal game and they had to go into golden goal and Forks ended up winning on a some type of goal and we remember just like wow like that little bit of a difference like we could have been playing valley but 
I think our energy was so high that night that we came home on the bus and we were just yelling and we were just so happy. I remember it was such a long bus ride, but, you know, we were all just so happy at the end of it. And to know we were going to the sectional final, like to know that that was the first time in five years that Oneana was making it back. Like we knew that this part of our program was going to make a comeback into that state run. And so hard to do at the B level in section four, so hard to get back to that final game. So kudos to uh, to Oneana on doing that last year. It was, it was a special season. You know, Bonnie, I, I wanted to bring you back in here because, you know, as a parent, you're, you're trying to go to all Hannah's games and, and that's not easy to do no matter what job you have as a parent. But here you are, a principal at a school, and I see you at a ton of Franklin games too. And a lot of times, Hannah's right in tow watching because she plays travel sports with a lot of the Franklin athletes. So I think that's such a neat connection. Uh, but what what has that balancing act been like for you to say, okay, you have to take your calendar out and be like, okay, Monday, Oneana, Tuesday, Franklin. Like, how do you do it? How do you make that balance work? Google Calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I work with a wonderful group of people. Um, so Brad Ziliox is the superintendent at Franklin. And um, even when I, I accepted the position at Franklin, um, when I spoke with the Board of Education, I said one of my – I'm a little concerned because I do – I have two children. I want to see them do what they're going to do before they go. And they said to me, you know, we'd, we'd be scared if you didn't want to watch your children play soccer or basketball <laughs> or whatever it is. So you do what you do and, you know, you, you're here when you can be here. So, you know, I, I, I make it as much as I can to everything there and, and with my children. So I see a lot of sports and, and I love it. I mean, my, my background was physical education and I coached forever. So, you know, I love being at events and I love that my children love to go with me. I am very lucky that my children do want to come and and they support Franklin and and it's it's just a nice feeling. Yeah, Hannah, how much do you like going and watching Kaylin, Marissa, and and other athletes that you have played travel with? I mean, I think that's kind of a unique connection. You don't see that every day. I I think like here's a class B kid going to a class D game. I mean, in my line of work, sometimes that's like Earth and Mars. Like they, <laughs> it's just they don't interact with each other. It's crazy. But here you are at a Franklin game supporting them. You've played travel sports with them. Uh, so do you like going to Franklin games and, and watching those girls play? Um, All the time. You know, growing up with them, you know, they came into Max program a few years after I started. But, you know, we've been so close ever since. And, you know, when she got the job, my dad is an alumni from Franklin. <laughs> so he's like mayor sometimes. But, you know, we know some people there anyway, you know, just to watch them and for them to be a year younger than me, like the talent they both have and both in like all their sports, you know, soccer, basketball, softball, they're great athletes. And, you know, we go and watch the boys. Um, I know some of the boys and, you know, it's just fun to see a different perspective of sports. You know, class B is always the Binghamton kids and, you know, you get your D1s and you get high athletic talent down there that gets recognized. And, you know, I think with class D at Franklin, you know, they're not getting as recognized as they should be sometimes. I think they have great talent in class D and, you know, to watch it at a different perspective is just so much fun. You know, we'll go as a family one night and we'll go and watch a basketball game or something. And, you know, soccer's a little bit harder as a family, but we make it work sometimes. But um, I love watching them play. I love meeting the girls, you know, with JJ and Alicia. We're very close, too. So, you know, sometimes I'll see the girls, you know, I'll meet them. And, you know, I, I walk into Franklin sometimes and everyone's like, hey, Hannah. And I'm like, I don't know who you are, but hi. <laughs> like, just so many people like have accepted us as a family, like brought them in us into their community and to support them. And then, you know, sometimes I see them at my games. So it's kind of a back and forth thing, but I love watching them play. Yeah. I mean, I already know the answer to this. It's kind of an unfair question, but like in a different world, a different time, like, could you have seen yourself playing with the girls at Franklin? Like if somehow that had worked out and you didn't have this amazing thing at Oneonta going on, like obviously you would not leave that, but could you see yourself like, hey, playing with those girls and how fun that would be? Um, I, <laughs> it's hard because I, I play travel with them. So I get that um, experience to play with them, you know, and under Mac is just such a great experience. You know, I think that's one of a kind and I still I do get to play with them. You know, this year's been really rough. You know, they've joined some 
other travel teams, but I'm proud of them. I think they're going to do great. I think they're going to get recognized and I think they're going to go somewhere. Definitely. And, you know, it's hard. Like we talk about it all the time. You know, if I went to Franklin or if my brother moved to Franklin, like him playing sports there. But it's difficult to leave what I've known for so long. Like the girls that I've grown up with who we've created such a bond with that we play multiple sports together. You know, there's a group of, I think, like five of us who we all play the same sports. And, you know, that bond we've created, I think, this year with soccer and basketball would have been amazing. It's a difficult question, obviously, for any athlete, but I could never make that switch, no. Did you guys get a chance to listen to Mac's podcast episode when he was on? Yes. Was that just like pure Mac or what? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still, I've told the story to a few people. When he let out that noise in here, <laughs> I mean, he scared every, everybody that was in the building that day. Yeah. It, it was hilarious. But what was the experience like playing for Mac for your travel ball? Uh, just a, such a fun loving guy that is so quirky, but just knows the ins and outs of the game. Uh, and that was a special group you guys had there playing for Oneana Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, so when we first started out, um, I was one of the younger ones. You know, we had Ava Eichler, Danny Bastekis, Kelly Weeks. We had some older girls, and we started out, and, you know, the Perrys were with me, and Denise went to Mac and was like, do you want to coach some fifth and sixth grade girls? And he was like, I don't know. You know, I've never coached that low. And, you know, we latched onto him so quick. You know, our first year was so bad. Like, <sighs> We lost, <laughs> it's not, we lost like every game and we were just happy to be there. We were like, we're playing basketball, you know, we accidentally got entered into this national qualifying tournament up in Syracuse. Oh my gosh. So we're like sixth and seventh grade and we walk onto the court. We're playing this team from Toronto and they're all like six foot two. <laughs> they're, they're jumping up, touching the backboard during warmups. And we're like, oh my God, like. <laughs> So it got to a point in the game where they were handing us the ball. It was so bad. They were like, just just go score a basket. Oh, no. And, you know, from then, though, like, we've grown so much. To see the players that have come and gone under Mac, you know, I've been there. I'm the only one that's been there since the beginning. And to see the girls that have come in and, you know, progressed as basketball players. And, you know, I think my third year in, the Campbells came in and, you know, we had Mike Perry coaching with him as long as Matt Campbell. And it's been such a great experience. We qualified for nationals last year. You know, we were very low on numbers for quite a bit. You know, we brought in um, Jolene Lusk, Jenna Lubers and Carly Miller. They worked so well. You know, we had no posts. They came in having to do a big job. And they worked so well. And especially with Mac, you know, he really took the post players under his wing. And first tournament qualified for nationals. You know, Jolene Lusk really put the game away for us and couldn't have been happier with that. And it was unfortunate we weren't able to go to nationals. You know, it just didn't work with everyone's schedules. But I still think we had a great year. You know, we traveled a lot. We just had a great time. You know, I remember um, just last year we were playing up at the Albany Capital Center and we're playing Havoc. And the coach just kept riling up Mac and he couldn't let it go. And I go over to him. I'm like, Mac, stop. Like, shh. He always does this thing. He's like, he looks at you and just, shh. And so I went over to him. I was like, stop. You know, we're up. Don't let it get to you. Because he, he's gotten a little bit like that a few times. He's usually the one that's quiet. He usually lets Matt Campbell do all the coaching. And for him to get riled up like that, I was like, let it go. Yeah. He just cares Stop. so much. He care. He yeah. does. He cares so much about the girls and the game of basketball. You know, our joke is every year, you know, he'll turn another age older and he'll be like, I'm 62 with a bad back. You know, that's always his line for when he can do something and we're not able to do it on the first try. <laughs> you know, I love him to death, you know, him and his wife and they come to everything. Um, and when he got diagnosed, that was definitely tough for all of us. You know, we were like, um, what can we do? This man has taken us in his family. I can't thank him enough for all he's done. You know, he shows up, shows up to our games all the time. And I'll talk to him beforehand. And usually he leaves by the time we're done. But, you know, for him to come and support us and, you know, he'll tell us beforehand, like what we need to work on. And, you know, sometimes he'll make his cat calls. <laughs> so we know he's there. But like other times you just kind of got to look and he'll sit in the same spot. So, you know, he's there. But He's just a great man in general. And like to play under him, I don't even know how long it's been now, like eight years, I think. 
you know, I can't thank him enough for what he's done for me and got the opportunity to actually coach with him. Um, I helped him with his fifth and sixth grade girls a few years ago, you know, Hannah Wist from Morris, mm. you know, and some girls from the area. And it was a great opportunity for me to see his coaching style. Like, obviously, I've seen it as a player, but like to be next to him and help him coach that was so great. You know, I drove with him and Kathy and sat next to him on the bench. And he was like, you coach the game. And I was like, OK, <laughs> but just a great man in general to learn under and play under. Now, Bonnie, I, I can't let you go here without hearing your your background. I mean, I, I know some of the stops you've made, but I, I was curious if you could give us kind of the, the overview of, I, like, I don't know if you were local growing up. I know a little bit of your college story. I know you were at Lawrence, but I need some gaps to get filled in here. So I was wondering if you could uh, kind of take me through that. So I uh, went to Carroll Durham High School mm, out okay. near Ski Windham. I was fortunate enough to play soccer on some very successful teams. Ninth grade, 10th, 11th, we won section two, um, actually eighth grade also for soccer. So that was a, a really great experience for me. I actually didn't start playing soccer till the eighth grade uh, where I was a goalie <laughs> and then switched to a field player in, in 10th grade um, and, and found success in, in that. Uh, I played basketball there and played softball. I was four sport, um, varsity sport athlete. I was um, fortunate enough to win a section two title while I was there. Also pretty good at basketball. I ended up, uh, I went to Cortland State and I was going to play soccer and it just didn't, I wasn't ready to go to college. I really wanted to go to junior college and my mom said, no, you're going to a four-year school. And <laughs> and then I came back and went to a two-year college. Um, so I always, when I talk to athletes, you know, it's okay. If you don't find your first stop, it's okay. I've had a couple. My kids make fun of me. So I, I left Cortland State and I went to um, community college back home, Columbia Green, where I was like, oh, I'm going to play soccer. And I was on the field and I was warming up for the first game and uh, the athletic director came out and said, sorry, we, we made a mistake. You're short a credit. You, you can't play. Oh, no. <laughs> so, okay. So I hung up my shoes for a little while and then they didn't start basketball until January, but way back then. So I played basketball there and I ended up, I made the, the National Junior College All-American team for basketball and I met some really great people. And I met this girl and she's like, yeah, I'm going to Campbell University to play soccer. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, I started researching some colleges and what I wanted to do. And I was working one day, and this is back in the day when there were no cell phones. So my mom calls me as I'm on one of my shifts and she says, hey, the coach from Campbell University called and wanted to ask you some questions. So I called on a landline, <laughs> a rotary phone, and I got a hold of him. And he, he said, hey, I see that you play soccer. It seems like you were pretty successful at this. And I said, yeah. And, well, do you want to, you know, come try out here at Campbell? We're a first year program. And I said, sure. You know, he said, but your shoe size, your shirt, your short size. I'm like, mom, I'm going to Campbell. Um, I'd never seen it. I <laughs> showed up on campus, uh, which was Campbell's in the middle of the Bible Belt. And when I got there, there was girls campus and guys campus. And I was like, oh, wow, we're not in New York anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and where is it exactly? Campbell is uh, right off 95 near Dunn. So it's about 30 miles southwest of Raleigh. So the first week I was there, I, I was like, I just want to make the team, you know, and I tried out and I made the team. And then about a week into practice, coach came to me and said, you know, we're really impressed with you. We'd like to offer you a scholarship. So that's how I got a scholarship. And I had three years of eligibility left. So my junior and my senior year, I was the captain. And uh, we actually won the Big South Tournament. I guess you'd call it my junior year, even though I was in college five years. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and, and there's some great moments. And being at Campbell was one of the best things that happened to me. I know I was far away from home, but I adapted. I know that Hannah would adapt also. Uh, but I made some great friends and some great teammates. And I really wanted to keep the game of soccer in my life. So I kept coaching. I just feel that it's just such a great thing for young athletes to be able to do. I stayed with that. I had my PE. But when I left, I hadn't student taught when I graduated. So I came back north and I took a job at SUNY Delhi. I was assistant coaching there with Kristen Shear for a little while. And then Kristen moved on. So they asked me if I wanted to take on soccer and basketball at SUNY Delhi. So I said, sure. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and um, I coached there for two years. And I started my third year. 
and it was a lot of hours. Um, you know, you're you're the coach, you're driving the van, you're responsible for the kids. I mean, I must have been putting in 65, 75 hours some weeks. You're getting up. I was teaching courses, so I'd be there at 7.30 in the morning. I, some nights, if you had a game, I wouldn't be home till midnight. So it was a lot. Um, even for a, a 25-year-old person, it sure. was a lot. Yeah. So I was actually at a barbecue one day, and I see Ramona Wank, who was the superintendent at Lawrence Forever. And I met her, and um, about a week later, she gets a hold of me at SUNY Delhi and says, I, I have a PE job open. Well, I don't have my cer- my teaching certificate. And she goes, well, I think we can get around that. And it was the last year that New York State offered you could basically student teach for an entire year and gain your teaching certificate. So that was back in 1998. And uh, I ended up one day I was coaching a Delhi soccer game. And the next day I was coaching a Lawrence varsity soccer game. And I was like, whoa, it's um, a little bit different. But I ended up at Lawrence and I taught there for eight years. And I coached varsity basketball and varsity soccer. So many athletes, so many students, so many great people. Uh, I got to meet and experience the great coach Grasso, just a Great person in my life. I miss him every day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I went to Middleburg for about seven years. Uh, I didn't coach there. I, I just kept with the Oneana Soccer Club, which was when a lot of the time I spent with those amazing young ladies. Uh, so we did a lot with that. And at Middleburg, I ended up, there were five PE teachers there, and I was the low man, and it was during the cuts several years ago. So they said, hey, we're going to have to cut you to half time. And I said, oh, dear, what am I going to do? I applied all over. And by this time, I had 17 years of phys ed under my belt, and it was very hard to get a job. So I, I, I applied for staff developer, and I was there five years. And then I was like, well, I might as well do my admin, and now I'm a principal. So... <laughs> Uh, but everything happens for a reason. And that's what I always tell my daughter. I tell students, I, I tell my, my colleagues, you know, everything happens for a reason. I feel like things just rolled and fell into place and you just go with it. It seems like everyone kind of has that unique journey in teaching. And especially when you get into administration, there's no one right way to get there, I guess. So, wow, that's so you've been all over the place. I've been all over the place. So, a few colleges here and there. There's a few I didn't talk about. I, <laughs> but, um, you know, with getting your master's and then getting um, oh, yeah. the extra certificate. So, um, that's what my kids always joke with me about. But, um, you know, I always tell kids life's a journey and, you know, it's what you make of it in the end. My journey's been pretty exciting and I'm, I'm looking forward to where it goes next. It's gone fast. Hannah, let's uh, let's talk some Oneana basketball, and then I had some like kind of quick hitter questions to to finish things off with you guys. But you know, just the history of Oneana basketball, all the great teams that have come through there over the years, uh, a chance to to step out and, and play on that floor and, and play for a coach like Coach Miller, who has been with the program for many years now, and just really seems to to love for it and care for it, and and it seems like all his players really enjoy playing for him. What has the whole experience been like for you getting a chance to to play for the Yellow Jackets basketball program? Um, it's been great. So seventh grade, I played modified. Great group of girls. You know, we had a great season. And then um, I brought I got brought up with Annika um, in eighth grade. We were up on JV, and you know it was really rough. We hadn't really seen good competition like that in basketball. I think we were kind of taken back by it a little bit. But next year. Mr. Miller had talked a little bit to us, you know, maybe we would have been brought up. And then um, a few more girls showed up for his varsity program. And he was like, I'm going to keep you girls down, just get another year. And, you know, I think that was a great move for both of us. So freshman year, I actually found out um, I was anemic and I was like tired all the time. Like everyone was coming up to me after games and they were like, why weren't you playing your best? Like, why, why do you look so tired on the court? And I'm like, I feel fine. You know, so we found that out and, you know, I started doing some stuff and, the next two games, I came out and blew it out of the water. You know, between the two games, I had like 49 points. It was just like a great turnaround for me. And, you know, I felt great. And then, you know, the next year, uh, sophomore year, uh, we had Taylor McCrony as our lone senior. And, you know, it was definitely a learning year for quite a few of us. But we had a great season either way. Um, you know, Norwich was still on top of their reign, which they still are. You know, so they were our still our big rival as it is. But um, I did have some injuries here and there in that season. I actually, uh, third game in, I I don't even know what I did to my ankle, but I ended up stretching some tendons. You know, I was out for a game or two. Um, Heidi Buzzy helped me rehab back. 
So that was great. You know, I was back and we had a great season. Um, and then last year, obviously, I missed quite a bit of the season um, with my ankle and everything. But the atmosphere that we had, the girls were so close. I felt so much a part of the team. You know, sometimes with injuries, you know, you feel like you're falling away. And I felt so close with the girls. We had such a great connection throughout the whole year, you know, and with being the number one seed in the section and, you know, we were ranked in the state. It was such a great experience for all of us. You know, our th- we had three seniors and, you know, I think we really showed out for them. You know, it was a tough loss to Norwich. I think if we look back on it, you know, there are so many things we could pinpoint, you know, not having Ange McGraw in that game because she got injured early on really was a struggle for us. Um, Annika rolled her ankle kind of late into the game, which kind of took a toll on us too. But he's a great coach. His family is always there for us. You know, his kids, Kaysen and Kyler, they'll come to practice and they'll really get on us more than Mr. Miller sometimes <laughs> about our work ethic. But um, weightlifting after practice, you know, it's made us such a better team. And, you know, we have our player of the week. I think that really helps spotlight some of the girls. Sometimes you get a few that they don't play a lot, but when they do, they make such a difference. And, you know, for them to get that player of the week thing, I think it just boosts everyone's confidence in every way, you know, he's he's a great man. I had him as a teacher. I still we get messages from him all the time, you know, about updates and he's like, "Here's this article, you know, I hope you guys are still looking forward to basketball season." And of course we all are. You know, I think this year's group would have been great. Andrew McGraw and Ava Eichler and Julia Johnson, who's just a burst of energy, you know. This season would have been so great with Mr. Miller. Talk about that Norwich rivalry. I mean, it's the one even as a casual fan, you just know Oneana Norwich is going to be a battle. And you guys had some really tight, close games last year. The atmosphere is always top-notch. Is that something that, as a player, you're always looking forward to? Or do you kind of like dread the Norwich game in a way, like, oh, gosh, here it comes again? <laughs> um, I always think we're looking forward to it. You know, in past years, they were such a great force in basketball and especially with Sus Valley who was on a great streak at 1.2 you know few state championships you know those were the top two teams that we were definitely worried about but Norwich soccer is a little different than basketball you know we've had our great victories in soccer but with basketball these past few years they've definitely been a struggle and for this year you know we go to Norwich first and Haley Eaton was out at this point Mm. and Abby Flynn was sick actually and so they both didn't play and we ended up beating them by like 20 which was amazing for us you know we were ecstatic but it was great and then you know they came for our senior night and um it was a close game I think we only won by one point you know we were like oh my gosh like two times in a row this is great (laughs) it's tough to beat a team three times I mean you know you hear that all the time in any sport um that sectional game I think we really as a team we could not find a balance with you know Ange McGraw is such a like a great player you know she's an all-around player that we always need on the floor the time she's out like you can tell a difference like she can drive to the basket she can make a jump shot you know and for her to her to be out and we knew how upset she was you know her emotion sometimes doesn't show but when it does like it's so disheartening like to see her she was just so upset she was like I can't help you guys I think that was really hard for us and you know we were up at halftime and I think just towards the end of the game we lost it you know we were just so unfocused at that point I think you know it was tough but I wouldn't have traded that season for anything you know and I feel like my mom talks about it all the time it's probably better that we did lose that game because you know and Norwich ended up going and win the section but then their season was canceled and we talk about it like I think it's better that way because I don't know how our team would have reacted if we had just gotten it taken away by the state like that overall I love the Norwich rivalry it's always something you look forward to, especially as a fan, you know, going to the boys games, so much intensity, you know, (laughs) going to Norwich this year was so much fun for all of us. And for them to come here, you always look forward to that. Well, let's, let's wrap things up here with some kind of quick hitter questions. And and these usually turn into longer answers. So totally (laughs) fine. But, you know, Bonnie, for you, obviously, you're still coaching with only on a soccer club, but do you miss school coaching, you know, when you find yourself at a game or you think, wow, it would be nice to still be out there? If you ask Jerry, I'm still out there. <laughs> um, uh, I, I do miss it, uh, but being able to coach Hannah and her teammates has been just amazing for me. Uh, it's been good for me. And, uh, you know, I do I do miss it at times, just molding the youth of tomorrow. I, I really used to love when I was at Lawrence with the K-12 atmosphere of 
watching them from little peanuts and then you'd, you'd see them do something great. So I do miss that point of it. I miss that aspect and the, especially in the, when you're in the gym, the, the closed offness, the, the, the rivalries, the, the excitement, there's an excitement when you're in a gym. So I miss that. Hannah, for you, number 26 in soccer, is there a story there? It's not your average, you know, number or anything, but so why 26? So I had been 19 forever. She kind of pushed it on me, but you know, I, I love the number. She, that's her, that was her number in college, you know, but, uh, so my eighth grade year, um, we all had to pick our Jersey numbers. And so we were at a team dinner and all of a sudden there were no more jerseys. And I was like, I'm the only one without a jersey. So Tegan texts her dad and he ordered new jerseys. So if you actually look at my jersey, my number on the back is a lot bigger than everyone else's. It covers the whole back of my jersey and everyone else's is like relatively small. He texts me and he goes, 26 or 27. And I was like, 26. So I go home and I tell my mom and I'm like, I didn't get 19. No, I got 26. And she was like, that was my high school number. No way. So it kind of full circle. It was it was good. And you know, um I've come to I've come to appreciate wearing 26. It's a it's definitely a different number for soccer, but I mean, I'm the last player in line cuz we always line up by number order and when we lost that sectional final this year and I was last in line, I felt that that was a different connection, you know, I was the last one to walk up to Mr. Mackey and get my medal and that was rough watching all of my teammates get theirs before me, but I've I've come to love the number, you know, um, 19 and 26 will always be my numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So the, it wasn't really like planned or anything. It was just kind of a random like, yeah. So I already know your answer here because most athletes would will answer it this way. But I think one of the biggest all-state snubs last year was you not being on the all-state soccer team. And I'm wondering if you'll give me the real answer of like how that really made you feel. Because honestly, I mean, 20 goals, 14 assists. Your team has a ton of success. You beat Forks. You beat Waverly. You get to the sectional final. And somehow, like, you're not on that list. Blows my mind. I think anyone in the area will agree with me. So, I just, like, deep down, how, how does that make you feel? Um, I was a little upset about it at first. You know, I was kind of like, wow, you know, all this hard work and not really being recognized at a state level for it. But then I kind of... I kind of got over it. Um, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm being recognized locally. You know, my section appreciates the effort I've put in, you know, with the player of the year award you gave me last year. Like I felt I felt fine after a while. You know, I was like, you know what? If I'm not going to get recognized at the state level, then the locally I'll be appreciated. And I think that's what it's all about. I'll be someplace and, you know, someone knows who I am because of soccer and stuff. I think that's better than being some name on a list that not everyone's going to look at unless they're looking for their own name in a sense, but I'm okay with it now. You know, I'd hope um, if we do get a season, maybe I can make it next year, but for now, you know, I'm not that upset about it. It's a good answer. Very good answer. I know it's not an easy question and no one likes to really talk about themselves like that. So I like that. I like that answer a lot. So I guess we'll wrap up here with our, our two standard last questions. Although I did want to ask, I know you guys have listened, like, do you have a favorite episode of someone I've interviewed so far, one that sticks out? Is it Mac? Is it somebody else? Mac. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, <laughs> I listened to it uh, just like the other week and he's such a great person to listen to. And I, <laughs> I don't know, just like hearing him talk about like how he came here and you know everything like he talks about it with us sometimes but he never really gives us the full story and to hear that it's just he's a great person to listen to yeah yeah i learned a lot about him there bonnie do you have do you have any favorites you listen to or? go with mac yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just mac yeah you know it's just mac mm -hmm. so all right oniana has a lot of options here maybe it's something else but favorite local spot to eat hannah we'll let you go first i'm a little biased on this one uh sloan's I work there, but the food, the food is so good. Um, like the Utica chicken, I love to get, but we go there all the time as a family. I love being there. The staff is great to all of us. So it's just a great atmosphere to be at. And like, we love to be there. We go there like almost every week, but I love eating there. Yeah. I'm on a bad streak with Sloan's because I can't ever remember what day they're closed. Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah. So like, I'm always like, <laughs> oh, I'm going there. And we 
drive in and and they've been closed and then a couple times this summer i got unlucky like they were closed for like private party or something i was like i just want to eat here please <laughs> like i love it it's a great place so but no i love sloan's as well so bonnie uh how about you I'm going to go with Sloan's also because of actually what Hannah said about, I mean, I, I love the food there, but it's also about the people that we go with and we feel really comfortable when we go there and, um, you know, you get to the door and Karen's welcoming you and it just, it's just such a welcoming atmosphere and um, it's just a great place to go with your family and your friends. Now, Hannah, remind me of, of this story here. I don't want to get it wrong. Went to a uh, grad party and your dad had made, I think it was like his signature, is it mac and cheese? <laughs> yeah. Like, is that something he does like for everyone or is that like a special secret thing? He cooks so much food. Like, <laughs> he he has his smoker and it's like his lifeline basically when he cooks food. <laughs> He'll cook ribs and brisket and chicken wings and any type of food you could think of. I mean, that's just his thing. Like, we always joke about it. He's going to open a restaurant when he retires, and it's going to be all of his food. And, you know, that day really stressed him out, the Campbell's grad party. Mm -hmm. He was freaking out the day before. Like, it's not going to be done. It's not going to be good. You know, I'm going to burn it. You know, he was so scared. But then everyone everyone loves his food all the time. It was great. And he, you know, and then he's like, he gets that sigh of relief. But... That's just his thing. You know, mac and cheese is always a big hit. He likes to try different stuff with that. But that's literally like what he lives for sometimes. It was so good. So good that day. And I was I didn't know if he just did that uh, for friends and family or if there was some plans down the road. for. Well, he's retiring in 13 months. So <laughs> I'm really hoping there's some kind of plan of something. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess our last question is, and it's kind of been our Corona question of, uh, you know, what are you guys watching TV, sports, Netflix, movies, you guys watch something together or is it uh, all separate in your house? I think it's been pretty separate in our house. <laughs> you know, we all watch our own stuff. I've uh, definitely watched so many different shows. You know, I started with like That 70s Show and um, <laughs> New Girl and stuff like that. And yeah, we haven't really watched a lot of shows together as much as we used to. But I think it's we all have different topics that we like now so criminal right. minds has been a big one bonnie i don't know if you have time to even watch tv do you i mean <laughs> well usually when i'm ready to just sit there and veg <laughs> svu is on our tv quite a yeah. bit all the reruns i don't know why it's the go-to it, it, yeah yeah so that's that's been our go-to lately so that's usually what you'll find on ours or uh ncis one of the ncis yeah you can't so. ever go wrong with those i think so no. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming in today. Uh, this has been really good to kind of dive into the background. So many more things we could have talked about. So we'll have to have you back again at some point. But I hope I hope you get some sort of a season down the road here, whether it's basketball, something happening in the spring. I hope it all works out. And uh, keep us updated on your college decision. Yeah, I will. So thank you again, guys. Thank, thank you. you. So again, Hannah Johnson today, a senior at uh, Oneonta, a great soccer player, great basketball player, and of course her mom, principal at Franklin, Bonnie Johnson. So great to get all their different uh, thoughts on everything here today. So make sure you check back in the archives. There's a ton of different episodes and, and guests you can listen to. And we'll wrap things up here on episode 85 right here on the Nate Lull Podcast. You've been listening to the Nate Lull Podcast. Download each new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.